The Lever. Subscriber-supported journalism that holds power accountable. As a Lever Premium subscriber, you'll get to hear exclusive bonus content from this episode and others in your feed. To become a subscriber, go to levernews.com. Hello, this is Frank Capello from The Lever, an independent investigative news outlet. This mini-episode is part of our Inside the Story series, where we highlight some of The Lever's original reporting and speak with the journalists who wrote the story. Today, I'm joined by The Lever's Julia Rock. Julia, thank you for being here today. Thanks for having me on, Frank. Of course, of course. So you wrote a new story for The Lever about the pharmaceutical industry and what they have been spending their record profits on. Julia, what have the drug companies been claiming that they're spending their money on as opposed to what they are actually spending it on? Well, yeah. So the line from the drug companies is always, you know, we need the prices to be very high, so high that, you know, at least one in five American adults can't afford them so that we can invest in new, you know, life-saving drugs. We'll do all of this innovative research. It's very expensive. We need drug prices to be high. What they've actually been spending their profits on over the past decade is stock buybacks and shareholder dividends, basically meaning that they have returned more money to shareholders and, you know, the executives of these drug companies who are also um, compensated with, with stocks more money on returning that money to shareholders than on investing in in research and development in innovating new, you know, life-saving drugs. So like most industries in the United States, uh, spending their money on enriching the people who are already rich as opposed to actually investing in their uh, manufacturing capabilities. And this comes after another hike in prescription drugs already at the beginning of 2023, correct? Yeah. So right at the beginning of the year, uh, drug companies quietly announce hikes on more than 350 drugs. So this is all against the backdrop of, of drug prices continuing to climb and climb and climb. And now the drug companies have been using this argument, you know, that they they need this this extra money to spend on innovation, primarily to lobby against prescription drug pricing reform. Can you go into a little bit of detail about that? Yeah. So one of the the biggest stories in Congress over the past couple of years was that after, you know, campaigning on allowing Medicare to negotiate the prices of prescription drugs for decades, the Democrats finally um, enacted a, a pretty paltry, but nonetheless a reform that allows Medicare to negotiate the prices of some drugs. And, and that matters, you know, because not only um, does it allow Medicare to hopefully pay pay lower prices for some prescription drugs, but, but the prices negotiated by Medicare, you know, would also apply to private insurers. At, at the beginning uh, of the Biden administration, the Democrats proposed a pretty uh, robust reform um, that would have allowed Medicare to negotiate the prices of up to 250 drugs. And the pharmaceutical industry basically brought out a full force advocacy campaign against that reform. And the argument they made again and again and again was if insurers pay us lower prices for drugs, we will not be able to innovate. Uh, you know, our profits are paying for innovation for many reasons, including lots of money, uh, over $600 million spent on lobbying over two years, tons of money pouring into the campaign coffers of people like Senator Kirsten Sinema. You know, the drug companies win, they get a, they get a very watered down version of this 
this measure. Um, but still, you know, even when they announced the the price hikes at the beginning of this year, they're saying these higher prices, you know, are funding innovation. And you also did some work in this piece debunking that exact argument about how lower drug prices would stifle innovation. So what did you find out? Yeah. So even, you know, even before this this study that I was covering came out about how, uh, you know, over the past decade, drug companies have been spending their profits again, as you said, as happens across the American economy on enriching shareholders rather than making actual things. You know, they're they're. The, the argument that higher drug prices were, you know, subsidizing or, or, or funding innovation already sort of stood on shaky ground. I mean, fe- uh, the Federal Congressional Budget Office had found that, you know, that initial robust measure that Democrats proposed, I think, only would have resulted in two fewer drugs being, uh, you know, coming onto the market over the period of a decade. And a lot of new drugs aren't, you know... Uh, solving some new problem or coming up with some new cure. A lot of them are just sort of remakes of of um, existing therapies that just allow, you know, drug companies to sort of scoop up a new patent. Um, also, you know, drug prices are lower in basically every other country in the world, and the drug companies are still selling them there, and uh, they're, they're still innovating. So it's a pretty dubious claim already. This, this uh, new piece just sort of piles on to how absurd it is that this is what the pharmaceutical industry is saying. Well, Julia, really great work putting this story together, and thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, thanks, Frank. Listeners can find the link to Julia's full story in the episode description in your podcast player. And if you enjoyed this story and you would like to support The Lever's original reporting, you can go to levernews.com and subscribe to our free newsletter. You can also share this podcast episode with your friends and family. And if you really want to support our work, you can go to levernews.com slash subscribe to become a paid supporter. This gives you access to all of The Lever's premium editorial and podcast content, and you'll be directly supporting independent journalism. And that is all for the low price of just $8 a month, which is half the price of a standard Netflix account. Thanks so much for listening, and keep rocking the boat.